Hey, TJ, did you get the script from Jeremy this week? Hey, Wesley, no, I did not. What are we talking about again? Well, TJ, this week we're discussing marriage. Oh, look, hey, here comes a text from Jeremy now. Guys, I started thinking, do I really want to write jokes when we are talking about marriage? That would be like sentencing myself to a week on the couch. You guys can write one if you want. Well, Wesley, you want to give it a shot? No way, Uh uh-uh, I'm good. What about you? No, thanks. I like sleeping indoors. Making connections, affecting the culture, just doing life. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. You know, Wesley, this week we have, you know, every once in a while we do, uh, we take week-long campaigns that we do. Last year we had the Orange Letter campaign where we focused on the persecuted church. Uh, And this year, uh, well, this this week, what we're doing is we're doing the Heart of Marriage campaign. Uh, Tell our listeners just a little bit what the Heart of Marriage is, and then let's talk about why we chose to do it. Great question. Yeah. Well, let's start off why. Why? Because that's the most important thing for me, at least, that we came together, uh, the Engage team, several weeks ago and just really had a burden for our our millennial friends that were uh, maybe confused or just outright knew God's plan for marriage and just wasn't living by it. And we know the, the negative effects that has on our life. And so we just had a real burden for that. So we came together and we wanted to do a Heart of Marriage Week. We wanted to help answer some just some basic questions, you know, what is marriage? And then also all the way down to how do, what what is marriage, what di- what difference does that make for a single Christian? Answering mm-hmm. that type of question. And then all the way to marriage how it sanctifies us in our walk with Christ and it's much more than just the uh, the fun parts and exciting parts but they through the difficult times we can offer uh, our spouses forgiveness and show a great picture of the gospel yeah you know and the thing that that I love about this week that we're doing is that this is not some you know academic or abstract discussion of marriage it's it's, it's a celebration of marriage and we mm-hmm. get really into the nuts and bolts uh, one of the things that we see this week uh, on Engage is something we don't typically do on our website uh, at EngageMagazine.net, and we have a lot of interviews this yeah. week. Um, one interview is an article that I did um, with a guy, with a counselor that's got 20-plus uh, years' experience. And mm-hmm. the reason for that was because I've only been married seven years. I don't have the experience right. to speak into marriage and say, you know, well, here we go, and here's how you fix your marriage. <laughs> but this guy's got a lot of wisdom. Uh, another you should article, have came to me for that. I know, right? Uh, you've been married for two, and a two half. years yeah um i tell my brother all the time or anybody else that asks uh my, one of actually bryce and one of my friends just got married two weeks ago and i told him i said look as soon as you get married i said i can tell you what not to do that's, i can't tell that's you what, what to do got. yeah i can, I can give you the negative examples yeah. <laughs> uh, but we also um we wanted to interview somebody who's got a lot of experience in in pastoring and teaching and leading especially in the realm of Marriage and really just studied uh, marriage in general the last ten or fifteen years. You know, with the Supreme Court decision leading oh, up to that, and how they redefine uh, after two hundred plus years what God has already designed. Just uh, we, two, you know, yeah, thousands of years, yeah. really. And, and right, so right, what we right. did, yeah, uh, we had our writer Chris Woodward, who is also a reporter for One News Now. He's mm-hmm. been on the radio program uh, several times, uh, but he interviewed our vice president, Ed Vitagliano, and the article is called God's Holy Matrimony. Uh, You can find that on the front page of EngageMagazine.net. It's also listed up on our Facebook page. And in studio today, we have Mr. Vitagliano. So, Ed, thank you for being here in the studio. Well, hey, my pleasure, guys. And after 35 years of marriage, I, too, can tell you what not to do. (laughs) I've spoken with your wife. That's true. Sometimes I can't tell you what to do, but also what not to do. 
So first off, Ed, um, we do want to give a little bit of uh, of your credibility because there again, we recognize that there's a lot of areas where we need to grow in. There's a lot of experience that we don't have. Um, but you have a lot of that experience. You have a lot of that study. You've been studying the culture wars and, and just studying biblical marriage for well, 20 years yeah. here at, at the American Family Association, wrote a lot of articles on it for the uh, AFA Journal. And I'm kind of like you guys, too. I mean, it does, it, it, you know, age really makes no difference on this. We have certain assumptions about uh, the Christian life and mm-hmm. how we mm-hmm. walk and how we're supposed to walk. And as you dig into God's Word, sometimes you go, hmm, well, I, I kind of had a cultural view of something, but here's the biblical view. So I learned a lot over the last 20 years about God's intention for marriage, just as I have, all joking aside, uh, learned a lot about marriage by being married. I right. Mean, you know, that's just part of the experience of it. You you do learn what not to do. You do learn how selfish. I learned, learned how selfish and self-centered I can be. I, really? I feel like and, you just read my article because that's what my whole article is about. And I've and I've discovered how selfish and self-centered my wife can be. Yeah, that's uh, right. I hope she's not listening. So. <laughs> we won't tell her to. I won't send her the podcast at all. Yes. By the way, you can find the podcast at engagemagazine.net slash podcast. Yeah, and you're listening to Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. We're so grateful you tuned in this uh, past week and leading up until Sunday. We have discussed the Heart of Marriage Project or the Heart of Marriage Week where we're really focusing on what marriage is um, for, for, for all people, for singles, for married, uh, but also how that uh, process sanctifies us. And there's a great article up that just talks about the difficulties that we face as Christians when we have people that we love that are living contrary to what we're discussing yeah. today. And it shows us how to uh, be truthful and graceful uh, to that. And it just shows us how to, um, if we really love them, we're going to try to move them in to, toward a biblical view, a biblical righteousness of marriage. Mm-hmm. Now, Ed, when we had our very first meeting, we pulled you and a few other leaders into our meeting, and we said, we want to understand um, what marriage is. And so basically, we just asked you, okay, how does God define marriage? And it was mm-hmm. a very big, very open question, but you had a very succinct but big way of answering that question. I'd like for you to do that on air and just kind of tell us, how does God view marriage? Well, and it is, and, and that that's uh, the perfect way to frame the question because cultures and nations and people groups do things differently when it comes mm-hmm. to marriage. What we want to dig down and unpack is, biblically speaking, in terms of God's design, what is marriage? So uh, over the years in digging into the scriptures, uh, I've come up with this very simple definition, biblical definition of marriage. Marriage is the joining of a man and a woman into one flesh in a lifelong public commitment that mirrors God's relationship with his people. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you have the spiritual component, but then you also have, and this is lacking, I find, even amongst a lot of Christians, the recognition that uh, the act of sex joins a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it's not necessarily marriage in God's eyes, but they are joined into one flesh. A lot of people, you know, will say, well, it's just, you're just committed, you just love someone and you commit yourself to them. Well, that's not marriage until you join yourself to that person in the sex act. And that that forms a bond, a bond that is so strong that the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 6 even says that a man who has sex with a prostitute joins himself to that prostitute. So, so that's a part that a lot of people leave out. Well, you know, thinking about that, that goes to the next question that we want to ask you is, 
how can we as Christians, how can we honor God with our marriage if that's the standard that God's given us? Well, the first thing I, I would, and you're talking about, you know, um, even a lot of Christians who don't, because they don't recognize what the importance of yeah. the sex act in the marriage act, um, they don't realize that the the repetition of joining yourself to a person and then uh, breaking up with that person, uh-huh. having sex, going on, to, breaking up, going on to another relationship, you are joining yourself to a person and detaching from that person mm. in serial relationships. So uh, I, I read one person likened this to a piece of uh, duct tape that you stick and unstick. Eventually, you begin to lose some of the stickiness. Right. Now, God can restore that yeah. through repentance. But that's one thing to remember uh, in terms of how we use the gift of sex. But in terms of honoring God with our marriage, everything about human existence, including marriage, is for one purpose, and that is manifesting God's image on earth. Mm. So our marriage should mirror God's relationship with his people. We should mirror his image. So a biblical marriage, you're going to see love, patience, faithfulness, forgiveness, these are all things that people should see in a Christian mm. marriage. So a Christian marriage is not perfect. In fact, people should see what it means to offend someone and then ask forgiveness yes. and have reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And that's what my whole article was about, is about how bad of a husband I am and how good of a <laughs> wife I have to, to offer me forgiveness. You know, I speak about, and you know how we read the Bible all the time, and then all of a sudden something else sticks out that yeah. wasn't there to begin with, or you didn't, rec- you didn't realize to begin with. Well, I was reading Ephesians 5, you know, the marriage chapter there, and there's a word there that sanctify her, sanctify her. Yeah. And that was a really beautiful word there. And it really went along with the, what I was trying to convey. And that is that there's a sanctification process and that only happens if we make a mistake and we're, we're given forgiveness. And then, and then we, and then we make that, we make those adjustments and then we move forward. Hopefully we make that adjustment. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ed, now we're going to make some people a little uncomfortable because, yeah. you know, especially in Christian circles, we really don't like talking about sex. But God talks about sex, uh, you know, and, and Scripture talks about sex. So it's something that we need Be to discuss. Be careful over there, TJ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we need to discuss it in the right context. We need to discuss it in the right frame. Um, you mentioned the spiritual aspect that we bring, we as Christians, bring to the table of marriage. There's also a spiritual aspect that we bring to the table of sex, um, and there is uh, there is a gospel message even within that. Um, and and so, kind of what what is that? How do we uh, how do we work that out? Well, you know, the Apostle Paul in First Corinthians seven discusses the fact that the husband's body does not belong to him, belongs to his wife, and vice versa. The act of sex can be used one of two ways. It can be used for self-gratification. Uh, I want to experience the—and sex is awesome. I want to experience it, and so I'm going to find a partner who satisfies me, mm. and that's what it's all going to be about. But in terms of the gospel, in terms of showing God's design, uh, the, the act of sex is an act of giving. Mm-hmm. It, is an, it is an act of pleasing your spouse, and really you have to have— uh, true biblical love. Now, even some unbelievers have an understanding and a sense of of love as being a, a a giving act. But for sex to be within the boundaries that God has established for it, it needs to be an act of giving. It is an act of joining. It, it can be fun. It can be all those kinds of things that the world tells you it should be. But ultimately, it is an act of giving rather than getting. Which makes it even more intimate. 
right. makes it deeper. Yeah. Right. We got about a minute and a half left. I just wanted to make some clarifications here because this is something we did, something we discussed outside, but I wanted to bring it into to the radio show here. So marriage was a gift to society. Is that correct? How does that how does that play well, out? Well, it's a gift to individuals, okay. uh, you know, who find a lifelong you know partner. It, it but it is also a gift to society because. Uh, just as the divine relationship that God has with his people produces spiritual life, Mm -hmm. marriage is intended to produce life, that is, children, that continues the human race upon the earth, develops succeeding generations that can also manifest God's image on earth. It's a way of transmitting values so that society, societies and cultures have stickiness. They stay together. They have longevity. And the race can inhabit the earth and manifest God's image uh, because you have this social um, uh, construction. Yeah, and we're going to get to talk a little bit more about that in the next segment. Right, and Bar-Talton. here's the thing. If you think that marriage only applies to people who are married, you've got another thing coming. Next segment, we've got Canada Bar Culture to talk about how marriage impacts single Christians. Ed, thank you so much for being pleasure, here. guys. We appreciate you listening. Come back in the next segment. We're going to be talking with Canada Bar Culture.